0: Welcome everyone, good afternoon, my name is Marie, we're live here in Seattle on the show where energy and medicine meet, and we happen to have one of my favorite guests in house today, so not just on the phone from Vashon Island, but actually in house, of course that is a little bit of a medical term, that's what they call hospitals, house, but as all of you know who listen to me... That was one of the houses I lived in for a while, <laughs> working in the hospital. So we have Mr. Ainsley McLeod. He's an internationally acclaimed psychic and author of The Transformation, Healing Your Past lives, Fears to Realize Your Soul's Purpose and Intention, well, actually potential, and The Instruction, Living the Life Your Soul Intended. For more than a decade, he has used his psychic abilities to explore the influence of the soul on human beliefs and behavior. More recently, his investigations have led him to focus on uncovering past life traumas, To heal unexplained fears, phobias, and other blocks to happiness in the present, Ainsley has been a featured guest on Oprah's Soul series and is a faculty member of the Omega Institute. He has the the um, reputation of a gold medal for his book. What is that? A recipient of that? That's an award, huh? It's
1: a gold medal for the instruction.
0: Oh my gosh! From the
1: Independent Independent Publishers Association.
0: Congratulations! That's wonderful. Is that new? That um, award that you received. Yeah, or. Was
1: like, well, last year sometime, I
0: think. Oh my yeah. gosh, congratulations. Thank you. He currently lives in the Pacific Northwest. That's why we get to have him in-house today um, from his office in Twanquil Island, Vashon Island, um, where you are psychic guiding clients worldwide. So welcome. Well, It's thank lovely you. to have you good, here.
1: Good to be here in person. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, it makes such a difference.
0: To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be here and rather than yeah. on the phone. Yeah. 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 Um, I love this book. You did Such a great job. Well, thank you. I just love how you really opened up and let us get to know you a little bit more. It's like I I felt you from (laughs) the beginning of the intro. You know, I could feel you, and it was—I mean, of course I love the instruction, but— one of the things I love about the transformation is I feel like I get to know you more. Mm. So it's just lovely. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's really great. So it, it feels good to have the project done. Now you get to come and talk about it instead of write it.
1: Yeah, this is a, a it's a great part of the process. Ah. You know, you spend, uh, spend the best part of a year focusing very much inwardly and in your own little writing world. And then you have to go out and, you know, it turns 180 degrees and you... Get out there and tell the world about it.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful book. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people will be helped by this book. Not only are the stories inspiring and stories that all of us can relate to. In fact, as I was reading the book over the last couple of days, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I could be working on every single topic in here.
1: A a lot of people are. (laughs) Right. Because we just don't realize it, that um, we're so affected by our past lives. And older souls particularly can be working on all the past life fears. Mm-hmm. You know, Mm. I I sometimes actually get my spirit guides, the guides I work with, I get them to give me points out of 10, you know, zero or, you know, one for a fear that really isn't troubling you too much and 10 for something that's just, you know, causing you, you know, misery in your life. And uh, so you'll find that most people, most older souls have a few ones, twos and threes and uh, a couple of sevens, eights, nines.
0: Wow, and so let's talk about your guides a little bit because they really are your working partners. I mean, these are they the people are, you go yeah. to work with all day long. You write with, you know, they they champion you and in, in the field that you work in, and and connect with all the guides of the clients that connect with you, even from across the oceans. Right. Yeah. So these are like it's, best buds. It's
1: it, it, <laughs> absolutely it it really is, and and it uh, it still amazes me and it blows me away that I can be talking to somebody in Australia or. England or somewhere, and my guides are connecting with theirs, and they're able to do it just, just like that. Wow. I take a few minutes just at the beginning of every session just to make sure they're all hooked up. And, uh, but, you know, how it works is a big part of it's a mystery. Mm. I mean, and no doubt I'll find out all about that when I finally go over to the astral plane after this life. But, you know, in the meantime, it is like it is like having the cavalry there when you need them. It's like this amazing support group. And you know really without them i wouldn't I wouldn't be anything wow, so wow, I mean it's not false modesty to say I'm just a messenger i mean i've I mean I have put a lot of work into being the messenger, but that's essentially it, you know, I'm passing on what I'm getting from the spirit guides,
0: right, what they consider to be most important for the development and evolution of that person's yeah, soul, yeah right, absolutely well right. they get
1: they have the big picture, hmm they're kind of. They are on this higher plane, seeing your entire life plan and other people who are in your life and um so they they they've got a vantage point unlike anything we'll ever have and you know they 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 can help you with that in mind sometimes oh. in fact, I'm sure you know about this though. You know, they'll, they'll suggest something and you can't quite see the purpose of it at the yeah. time. And then, you know, later, whether it's months or years later, you go, gosh, that was the best advice I could have ever had. <laughs> yeah.
0: So following and listening to the guides when you don't know why mm-hmm. is probably the a, a biggest challenge, I think, for most people. Yeah.
1: Right? It's and, a question of trust, but I think it comes from being able to validate the information time and time again.
0: Mm-hmm. And which has happened in your work. You know, the information you give your clients is so authentic and right on, I'm sure that you've learned over the years, you know, that, oh, I have to trust what they say, even though this makes absolutely no sense and sounds silly.
1: Happened yesterday. Really? to said to a client, I have no idea what this means. Here's the message. And he said, oh, yeah, I know know exactly what they're talking about. Wow. So, yeah, it's a question of trust. But like like I say, when you're continually able to, to validate that the information you're getting is correct and useful and in everybody's highest interest, then... It becomes easy. But right. in, in the early stages, I have to help a lot of people do this to um, figure out ways that they can learn to validate the information for mm-hmm. themselves. It's mm-hmm. often useful when, if, when you start doing this kind of work to uh, write things down so that you can then refer back to it right. later and say, oh, you know, it's right. totally right.
0: Right. I have a lot of clients keep intuitive journals. You know, because you forget, you know, that you got an intuitive hit about something, and then you're in that mode where you're not believing in yourself. But if you can go back to that journal and go, oh, I was right about that, you know, yeah. then you uh, start to gain That's a that great confidence. Idea. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things I found fascinating about the book is that we're all in transformation. Like everyone on the earth plane, we're, the human species is about to make a jump in consciousness. Yeah. And so, we're moving from the third level yeah. to the fourth level. Stage, right,
1: stage three to stage four. Yeah.
0: Amazing! I, I find that fascinating. My guides have haven't given me information exactly like that. I mean, I haven't been told about, oh, we're going to make this big jump. But what they have told me is that we've been kind of stuck in our solar plexus, which is the third chakra, and we're meant to be in our fourth, and yeah. we haven't quite made the jump. Like we're, it's time for us to be in universal love and right. be more expansive. Which was really great when I was reading your book because I felt like there was this nice correlation you know maybe slightly different language but a really great correlation but you see this happening soon like this transformation is like we're on the crust we're, of it
1: we're we're kind of yeah i mean it's it's certainly started uh-huh. uh, you know it's picking up speed wow and it's a, it's something that's going to take a, a few generations to to happen but the the significant thing about the book the this the transformation that i talk about in the book is that you can achieve the, this Huge shift in consciousness on your own in this lifetime, and you do it by overcoming the fears, mm-hmm. which are the f- these are past life fears, things that you're dragging or have been dragging with you sometimes over many, many lifetimes. Right, centuries,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And they're heavy.
1: Oh, some of them can be, yeah.
0: And, and people sometimes don't even want to let go of these things either, you know, because that's scary too, even can, though- There can be
1: resistance, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Right. And so when you were talking about the levels of consciousness, you actually used- uh, some examples of what kind of beings would be in that level of consciousness. So, like, stage one is snakes and mice and insects and most birds, right? And then two are cats, dogs, apes, and other mammals. Three, where we are right now, humans and whales, dolphins, large mammals. And then the fourth is really just humans, um, you know, moving into the contemplation of um, transformation, completing it. That's exciting.
1: It is. Um, I, I really feel very excited about what's going on. Yeah, um, just discovering all this—the um, the, the method. I mean, that—that's been fantastic. And uh, you know, I—I—I I, I love feeling like an explorer. <laughs> you know, it's partly what my life is about. What I'm here to—to to do. It's—it's it's about change and exploration and learning new things. So, um, I'm just so grateful to be in a position where I can talk about this mm-hmm. stuff and, and mm-hmm. get it out into the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because what I'm What I found during the work that I do is that everybody is affected by past life fear in some way. You know, it it can explain quirks of behavior or it can explain huge blocks. You know, why you can't follow through on things or um, why you have such fears about the future or... um, so many different ways that will impact you.
0: Right. And in the book you break it down into chapters of what are some common blocks that yeah. a lot of people have.
1: So because what what uh, my guides were able to do was uh, describe 10 fears that mm-hmm. actually uh, and if so far I haven't found any fear that doesn't fit into one of the 10 categories. And it's by understanding the fear, recognizing the fear by the resonances, by how it how it affects you in this life that you can then figure out what it is you need to do to overcome that fear. Right. So, I mean, right. you know, it's a medical analogy there, you know, that you, you need to actually diagnose the, the illness before you know how to treat it.
0: Right, absolutely. And it seems um, from this, these really great stories that I know many people will be able to relate to, and I'm sure many already have, it, it seems that even just the knowledge of the past life, seems to be a remedy, you know, like it's, even though you've got great exercises, you know, which I'm going to be doing several of these myself, right. uh, it seems that the knowledge of it, just the awareness seems to transform an individual.
1: That um, that blew me away when I first started doing this work, that all I had to do was tell somebody what happened in a previous lifetime and huge changes would happen. They'd overcome phobias, overcome huge blocks, fears, right, um, without even doing... The exercises. Now, I think if you do the exercises, you're going to take it to a whole other level. I agree, right. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing how much um, just knowing about it will Mm -hmm. make a difference. And Mm -hmm. what I would find is that I'd be telling someone about what happened in the past, and they would start getting these reminders. As you stir up the life, the soul kind of responds. And sometimes you would find that they would get a a pain in a part of the body that was affected in that life, or uh, they'd feel terribly sad, sometimes even before I started talking, because time's a little mm. fluid on the other side, so right. you still can experience emotions ahead of, ahead of time. Right. So, uh, you know, I'd get someone calling up and even saying, I don't know why, but I feel really sad right now. <laughs> well, it's because we're going to be doing this traumatic right. past life in a few minutes. It's already coming up. <laughs> already there, yeah.
0: And in the book, you also explain that, they'll, you know, as you read the book, you will resonate to the areas that are past lives that haven't been healed for you, like you're going to yeah. feel it, like you could cry, right? you know, or feel anxious or just, you know, be very moved by a particular story or the description of that particular block. And that's how you'll know, like, Ooh, right. I really need to work on that one.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's through the, through the stories that you recognize, you know, that you, you, you can see your own fears oh wow manifest.
0: it's it's really beautiful i I know that this i'm really happy for you that, that this work will actually help a lot of people in their transformation, and I'm so excited yeah. that the human race is you know um moving in that direction to make a leap of consciousness i know we we've been wanting to for a long time, and I know yeah. we're a stubborn, slow species <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to the evolutionary process um but I'm glad that we're getting ready but
1: this is going to things are going to pick up speed really it's it's starting now wonderful. I mean, even the fact that we're talking about it. Right. We uh, probably wouldn't have been doing this 30 years ago.
0: Absolutely. That's what I tell people about my job. You know, I get to mm-hmm. do something very weird and woo woo, get paid for it, and uh, and it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we have callers. So we'll continue, of course, to talk about the book. But I just want to remind people, too, that Ensley will not be doing readings over the air, but he will be happy to answer questions. Um, about I- any situation that's going on in your life. He can give you tools or uh, things of that nature. But you like nice, quiet, and we have too many radio airwaves. Uh, if, I,
1: if, if I do a reading, I'm in a semi-darkened room um, with peace and quiet, and I'm bringing my guides in, it's all by agreement. Yes, yeah, so
0: Right, you know. absolutely. And, but I know that we're going to all love all the advice that comes along. So who do we have on the
2: line? Well, right now we've got Meg on the line calling from Seattle. Hi
0: Meg, how are you?
3: I'm good. I've been wanting to call you for quite a while. My sister recently passed away in January and she had me listening to you. Um, she loved your show and I just kind of wanted to see how it's kind of all related. Her husband is having a very hard time and I've been trying to help him, and I feel her presence with me a lot, and I just kind of wanted to see if you could guide me on what's going on.
0: Sure. I'll, I'll actually get to that in just a moment. But I want to talk a little bit about, you know, crossing over, you know, when people die in, in our lives or unexpectedly or young. Um, do you think, because I was actually, when I was reading parts of the book, I was actually thinking, oh, I can't wait to ask Inslee this question. <laughs> because I always have the the perception that we kind of know, you know, if we're going to leave our bodies or whatnot or it's, it's planned. But some of these stories, it seems like it was not planned at all. They weren't happy. And that's why they're having a hard time integrating in right. this lifetime, right?
1: If, if everything was meant to be, there would be uh, no karma, there would be no mistakes, and nothing much for us to learn or talk about. Right. right. So, yeah, um, stuff happens, unfortunately, on the physical plane. Accidents happen. And, um, and and the reason that so many traumas, in fact, every trauma that creates a past life fear mm. is related in some way to you being taken off your, your life plan. Mm-hmm.
4: So this is what mm-hmm.
1: they're all really about, having your life plan derailed, um,
0: That's what the term that you actually use in the book, yeah, yeah. life plan derailed, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So it's it's something that impacts you that strongly. Wow. So it prevents you from completing it in some way, right? Or you know, like like death, of course, something murder or something like that. Be,
0: right, yeah. comes out of nowhere.
1: Probably the ultimate example in derailment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, I think, one of the most significant things about having somebody on the other side is recognizing your ability to communicate and. I think it's so important to find quiet time. I have a lot of clients who seem to be able to connect with with people on the other side when they're in the kitchen. You might be doing some mundane or the routine bathroom. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Lie back in a bubble bath and <laughs> chat and chat to people on the other side. Right. It's uh, it's just sometimes when you can switch off or you're doing something that's routine you know you're peeling potatoes or something and you can start getting that dialogue going start start talking mm-hmm. and it's amazing what you can get back you know i often feel like the problem is we don't we don't give them a chance uh, there's there's people on the other side wanting to communicate with us and they want to communicate with us as much as we want to communicate with them they do mm-hmm. and and often when we're you know when we we're, we're living such noisy lives we don't get the chance to get that tranquility that they need f- to be able to communicate with us
0: right um and i'm really sorry we both are of course and that your uh, sister passed away yeah, we're very sorry the- about that i i can see her talking to you you know the two of you must have had some conversation you know about death at not recently perhaps but at some point because
3: we we did yeah. and in the final in, the, in like a week or two before she died
0: mm-hmm. I,
3: she didn't exactly in knowledge she was I mean we she was sick with cancer but Mm -hmm. um I told her you know she couldn't talk very well and stuff and I told her I said look you know we've been through all these angel things all this stuff when you when you're gone I am going to be talking you right. daily. And, you know, we, we did. We talked about... She, I didn't get a lot of response from her, but she knew exactly what I was saying.
0: Yeah, because she tells me that the two of you worked this out before she passed away, and, and I didn't realize it was like after a diagnosis. It's I wondered if it was two sisters having a chat years ago about, oh, when I'm gone, we'll have a chat. But she's she's really actually in a kind of a humorous state, and I, I feel bad about translating this, but that's my job, you know, is to translate what no, I hear. No, no, Well, the, this next part, um, she... Uh, she was talking about her husband, the one that's having the hard time. And she keeps saying that she told him that she did, that she was the type of person who took care of everything. And she said that he wasn't really listening to her. And so now, you know, on top of his grief, he has all these things he has to take care of. So she's making these little jokes about it on the other side. At least that's my interpretation of it. Um, But I I really do think that once he gets over this process in the next... I think it's going to be another 45 days before I see his central nervous system start to calm down. But he he really will be okay. He's going to see some more of the humor that you're already seeing. It was just fortunate that the two of you were able to work on your grief before she passed. You know, it, it really um, helped you.
3: So she does she have anything to say to him to help him other than... You know it was she, a
0: joke he, yeah no
3: i mean he he didn't listen to her and she kept yeah. trying to tell him and, and I'm you, telling know, you he didn't know how to do the dishwasher <laughs> and she said it's not rocket science Just, that's what i know.
0: mean she she's not offering any other assistance because she's kind of like you know, sometimes when you cross over, and especially when you're fresh, you know, and you, you're just right. out of the body and, and you, maybe you were complaining about a few things for a while and now you can actually, pr- it's, the proof is in the pudding and that's kind of where she is right now. I'm sure <laughs> she's sending him tons of light and love. I have no doubt that she cares about him, wishes, his, wishes him well, but she's kind of in that, I told you so, place. Oh, okay. okay, is there anything
3: she wants me to
0: do? Just keep doing it. No, she's happy with the relationship and the exchange and all of that good stuff. Okay. Thank, well, thank you so you much so for much. calling in. Thank you so much. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So in the book, you actually have a story about a woman who couldn't get pregnant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, uh, there are several stories there that I think are, are just uh, – they, they touch areas where we would never normally think past lives would have an impact. And this one is about fertility. Uh, she came to me – She she told me that she had – Uh, When she was 16, she was told she had the hormones of a menopausal woman. Mm -hmm. And then I think she was about 35 when we spoke. That was probably about 18 months ago. Uh, She'd gone to a fertility clinic. They were saying, look, really, it's it's not going to happen. You know, we can go through the motions. But she wasn't even ovulating, and they weren't holding out any hope. And the first thing my spirit guide said was, oh, yeah, she'll get pregnant. We just need to do this past life. And as soon as we figure out what's uh, what that past life's about, she'll get pregnant. They said weeks, not months. Wow! And it was about uh, three weeks after we did this past life. We found that she had died in childbirth in a previous lifetime. That uh, she got pregnant. Well, she wow. she knew she was pregnant within a day or two. Wow! She started talking to her tummy, and, um, <laughs> and of course, husband thought she was crazy and she, was, uh, she was sure it was a girl oh and then um, this is just before Christmas before last she was at a, her great aunt's house and and the great aunt said to her oh you know you came to me in a dream three three nights ago and told me you're pregnant with a girl and she hadn't told anyone you know, wow at the time. Um, and so sure enough when uh, she got scanned it was a girl wow and then I think uh, she gave birth last August
0: Congratulations! So, that's wonderful. It's quite amazing. To their family, you know,
1: yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, she said it was the you know first grandchild, so it was a real big deal for for not not just her and her husband, but for everybody else as well. So, uh, and it really um, uh, it, it it opened my eyes even to um, you know a whole other aspect to past lives. How right. what will happen is that your soul has had the trauma in this case of dying in, in childbirth, and in in this life it's saying no, no, we can't. We can't get pregnant, you know. right? We
0: don't want to die, no. so we're not going to risk it. Sure, right? Yeah.
1: It's irrational, like right. like all these fears. You know, your soul has has these fears, and you know, your soul doesn't have all the answers yet. That's partly why we're growing through all these many lifetimes. Right.
0: And it's fascinating too that um, the physiology of the body, the anatomy and the physiology of the body changes based on this emotional connection you have yeah. with your soul from a previous lifetime. Yeah, and that eradicating the Illusion, you know, that's because it's not the same time period. Right. Can actually change someone's fallopian tubes and their ovaries. So, you're, <laughs> you're,
1: you're so your soul is saying, "Okay, I don't need to uh, need to fear this anymore." So it, it allows the body to open up, and and everything changes. Amazing, yeah.
0: absolutely amazing. So we're going to go to the phone lines and um, see what else, what other questions we have.
2: All right, let's talk to Marjorie now, calling from Seattle.
0: Hi, Marjorie.
1: Hi. Hello. I did have a
3: question. I wanted to know if there is a way to release your past life fears. Is there an exercise you can do or some way to
4: well, you need,
1: the
3: process?
1: You need to read my book. Yeah. I do no. need to read the <laughs> yeah. book. I
3: want to very much. The,
1: because that, the, that's one of the things about, um, I hope, both my books. They're, they're about practical steps that you can take. It's not just giving you the information or, or just telling you a few stories. It's, it's very much like here's what you can do to overcome the fears and blocks. You know, here, here you can recognize the fear from the way it manifests in your life. Here's what you do with it. In fact, the, the transformation book is about three steps. One is identifying the fear. The other one is, second step is about finding the motivation to, to heal it's, uh, mm. the, mo- the motivation is really, it's karmic, meaning it's balancing the effects of what happened in the previous lifetime. Mm. And then that takes you to a place of higher consciousness. Mm. So it's a three-step process. So whatever the fear, um, there is an exercise that will help you there.
0: Isn't that amazing? So yeah, that's the one of the great things about what Ainsley writes is he does give you exercises. I always call it homework, but he gives you yeah. work that you can do on yourself so that you can transform, progress, and be able to identify your life purpose, partners, what really brings you joy, heal health problems. I mean, you name it, right? Oh, it's,
1: it's so across the board. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: fantastic.
3: So in your book, you talk about, um, you know, I'm always trying to figure out why I'm here and what, you know, basically I'm supposed to be working on, what my life theme is or whatever you want to call it. Right. Do you address that at all?
1: I do in my first book very much. Oh, um, in the first book. Yeah, the, well, and what's the first it's book? It's called the Instruction: Living the, instruction. the Life, Living the Life Your Soul Intended, and that explains how to figure out who you are and why you're here. Um, oh, maybe it's you like really, start with that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> understanding your, your life plan. I, I think uh, absolutely. I'd start yeah. with the instruction and then move on to the transformation yeah. and uh, deal
0: with the past life blocks. Thank you so much, Marjorie. Well, yeah. thank you, and yeah, thank, thank you
3: for, for the work that you do and and those the books that you're writing um they're,
0: they're going to be great help and i i can't wait to get a hold of the copy
1: excellent well good luck with that
0: thank you so much thank you
1: bye-bye
0: so we're going to take a break here on the Cherry show and we'll be right back with ensley mcleod
5: Speak for the Trees, the exhibition, opens April 1st at Friesen Gallery, Seattle, in tandem with the book launch of the same title. Trees, as one of the Earth's most elemental and universal symbols, have been inspiring artists from the beginning. More than 50 of the contemporary artists included in Speak for the Trees, the book, offer their artistic interpretations of their relationship with trees. This international collection of works ranges from paintings to sculptures, photography, glass, conceptual art, and textiles. Artists featured in the exhibition include David Hockney, Yoko Ono, Mark Ryden, Robert Longo, Christopher Brown, Julie Heffernan, and the Starn Brothers. Speak for the Trees will be on view April 1st through May 29th at Friesen Gallery, Seattle. For more information, visit recentgallery.com
2: Like most people, you may be confused with all the conflicting information you hear about your health. So tune in Monday through Friday to the all-new Healthy You Radio Network.
4: An hour a day, we'll keep the doctor away.
2: Listen to radio that empowers you to heal you. Healthy You Radio with Keisha Yours ARNP and friends.
4: Monday through Friday
2: at 1 p.m. Healthy You Radio Network bringing you the world's most innovative thinkers in the For a complete list of CDs available and their descriptions, please visit Marie's website today. The Gary man Show. It's the home of mastery and mystery. Are you a negative or Nellie? An Eeyore, a downer? Lucy Beal, America's Optimism Coach, is the antidote to negaholism and is our guest at 7 p.m. Then at 8 o'clock, we bring sunshine to your evening. That's Reverend Rhea Sunshine, one of Washington's favorite psychics. She's in studio to offer her insights and take your calls. Metaphysics with a positive attitude. The Gary man Show. Sunday night at 7 Pacific. Remember, you're listening to Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
0: Welcome back. My name is Marie Manu We are live here in Seattle. Our guest is Ainsley McLeod. And I just want to put a shout out to Sun Valley, Idaho. I will be there for the Sun Valley Wellness Festival towards the middle of the month, and I will be teaching a class called Awaken to Your Inner Wisdom. Also also be working with spirit guides at that on that workshop. And that is on Friday the 21st in Sun Valley, Idaho. You can go to sunvalleywellness.org and find out about all the presenters and workshops and keynote speakers that will be there. I'm going to have a blast as I did last year. So I'm looking forward to that nice trip so we have ainsley McLeod, the author of his second book the transformation the first book is called the instruction and the second book is about healing your past lives coming to grips with them understanding them identifying the ones that you haven't healed right right? one of the reasons why we come to earth again isn't it to heal our past lives absolutely Mm
1: -hmm. that's a big big part of our purpose it's all about growth that's why why we're here
0: here so, on Earth School, the Earth
1: right. School, yeah, and,
0: and of course my guides always remind me I'm supposed to be having fun too. You oh, know? I hear that
1: all the time. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. They remind me because I can get pretty intense, you know, and uh, serious about what I'm, what, what I'm you're doing, doing, and then uh, yeah, I have to be reminded to lighten up a little bit. And they'll certainly remind my clients,
0: which is wonderful. And and don't you think it's great when you're working with your clients? It's almost like sometimes your guides are talking to you and them. Oh yes, you know? yeah.
1: I'll be, I'll be, um, you know. Passing on the information and I'm going, oh, you know, I can use that. (laughs) Useful exercise. Right. For some observation. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Absolutely. So one of the things I loved about the book was you talking about the level of consciousness and that we're moving from the third stage of consciousness to the fourth stage of consciousness. We're all opening up, moving into our hearts so that we can more unconditionally love one another and ourselves. Absolutely. Right. It's
1: it's so much about connection Mm -hmm. and uh, bringing, bringing people together. Uh, Working to support one another. Mm -hmm. Wow! uh, Yeah, it's really ultimately it's about love,
0: right? Everything is. So my guides keep telling me it's all about love. So in the in the book, one of the stories I truly enjoyed had to do with um, a person in a past life who had been severely poisoned. Yes. Right. So could you enlighten us about that? That sure. I'll tell you the
1: the the story began when I was with uh, my clients. What I do with past lives is I tell them about what happened. And ra- rather than going into a regression where they go and explore it themselves, mm-hmm. it's it's quicker, and more effective, just in an hour session to do it this way. So it's I kind of fell into doing it that way. Right. And um, I
0: completely agree. Yeah. It's the way I do it. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm.
1: And so, uh, so people are not coming to me saying, oh, "I have a fear of such and such." I'll be telling them what happened in the past life, and then trying to make connections. Like, you know, well, does this make sense to you? Can you see why you would have an issue with such and such? And uh, with this woman, she had been. Um, story was, I think, in Virginia uh, a few hundred years ago. She was a young man who got a plot of land, got married, had a child, and it was a rich land o- landowner who wanted the property so he poisoned the well. And in fact, I almost didn't call this client to interview her for the book because I thought it sounded like a little, like the story was like something out of Gunsmoke or, you know, it just well, sounded you know. in, in, improbable. Um, so the, the young man tried to have the landowner prosecuted, but this guy had the wealth and power and turned the tables. And this poor young guy who just lost his wife and kids that were poisoned ended up in, um, in a prison cell. And they, they left the door open and a lynch mob <sighs> dealt with him. So so I said to this woman, um, uh, I said, do you have any particular fears about being poisoned? And it was just silence on the end of mm-hmm. the line. I could mm-hmm. hear her breathing, but it, mm-hmm. no words. So I tried it a couple of ways, and then finally, she just whispered. She said, "I'm paranoid about being poisoned."
0: Yeah, she wouldn't answer you at first, right? <laughs> and you're like, like "Wait <laughs> a minute, am I like getting this weird story or what?" <laughs> she said.
1: She said afterwards, she was just in shock. Wow. And it it turned out that she had, uh, when she said paranoid about being poisoned, I mean, she really meant this. This was se- severely debilitating phobia that for. Something like three decades, any food that came into the house had to be checked and unsealed by her. Wow, if somebody else broke a seal, she would have to throw it out, whatever it was. um when the babies came along um in the early eighties, uh you know those little cans of of food when the when the top popped, if it didn't pop just right, right That's it, it, the whole thing, yeah, uh-huh. the whole thing went out. Wow, she was on a well, so um, but if it hadn't been tested for a couple of weeks, she would drink nothing but bottled water. Um it's costing them a fortune at the time when they didn't have much money, you know, just mm-hmm. kinda Young starting families, out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing I loved was that um and she kind of you know, everyone else is telling her obviously that she's crazy and this is, this is way over the top. Um but then there was the Tylenol scare in eighty one when um uh, poison Tylenol was found on shelves. And she suddenly found it felt vindicated, you know, like, look, I'm not crazy. It really does happen. But she started um, from the way she described it, like almost spiraling out of control, and wow. she was having to uh, you know, take medication for it. And so it went on like that. It was just, it had been like that up until the time that we spoke, and then after the session, when I talked to her uh, a few months after that, she said that the moment we, we f- that we finished talking in that first session, she said she felt like a like a weight being lifted, and that's wow. actually an expression I've heard from a lot of people when I've done past life work, and. Then she said there was this momentous occasion about a month later when she went to the fridge, took, took some milk, poured it into a glass, drank the milk, and then realized she hadn't checked the seal. Wow. And she said that was a, I think she said something like the biggest moment of her entire life.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. And so when people actually have this awareness of their past life, it answers, of course, maybe a ton of questions they've had about why they do certain things or why they can't do certain things. Yeah. And then that's the weight that's coming off of them too, right? The curiosity, of what's wrong with me? Oh, you know. to understand
1: that it's, it's, it's not, you know, you're not crazy or uh, there is a, or even that there's a solution mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. or that other people are like you. And mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, I talk about the, the resonances, these reminders of past lives, like uh, choking. Right. People who've been hanged in a previous lifetime, right. they, they have trouble wearing um, turtlenecks or Necklaces or if the sheet in the bed mm-hmm. goes across your throat. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Know,
1: the physical resonances, there's emotional ones. Right. It's just amazing how, uh, um, how many there are. Mm-hmm. But they, they can all be identified. You can figure out um, which, which fear by the, by the way
2: it impacts you. Amazing. It's yeah. just
0: amazing. We're going to go back to the phone lines and see what other questions we might have.
2: All right. Let's talk to Michelle calling from Shoreline.
0: Hi, Michelle. Hi there. Hi, Michelle. Um, I
3: have had this um, block my whole life. I, I just cannot aim to figure out what I'm here to do career-wise. Um, and I have all these ideas. I don't follow through. I, I don't know. I can't pick. I don't. And everything you've been saying sounds like, yeah, this be a <laughs> little past life thing.
1: Yeah, I think. And I've done
3: a lot of work, but obviously I haven't gotten to the core of that
4: one.
1: So do you find it hard to make decisions? Yes. Right, okay. Um, that's almost always a past life fear of failure. And that comes from having had short lifetimes prior to this, usually more than one. And the the message your soul gets is that you may not complete your life plan in this life. Now it's a it's a completely irrational fear, by the way, because you you could live to be 150. It's not based on anything your soul's seen coming up ahead, but it's purely based on the, on what's happened in the past. And th- there are many um, resonances and many manifestations of this fear. Um, but but some of them are things like being afraid to make decisions in case it's the wrong one. It can often be associated with having made a disastrous mistake or, you know, very poor choice in a previous lifetime, for example, or a, a radical mistake that led to death. And so you, you won't want to commit to something just in case it's the wrong path. Right. And uh, now what will happen is if you find the right path, you can give 100 percent and they, you know, you can just go for it. Um the the question is making sure that you you are on the right one. So um, there's a couple of things I'd suggest. One is get a hold of my book, read the section on on uh, the fear of failure.
0: You'll like it. It's very interesting. Yeah, and, I want to get
1: it. Yeah, and um, there's there's exercises associated with all these fears. There might be other ones you know impacting you as well there, but that should help to make a big difference. And and the other thing is um, work with your spirit guides. You're not in this alone. Call on the cavalry.
0: Okay. And ask them for
1: direction ask them for uh ask them for inspiration and um you know if you're having difficulty seeing the way ahead, ask them for clarity
3: yeah, that's me. I've been unemployed for almost a year and a half
1: mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm.
3: which I needed to heal, but now I need to get a job
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Well, well, use your spirit guides. They're there. It doesn't cost you anything. And, uh,
0: right. Free advice. <laughs> you know. I love it. And great advice, by the way. Absolutely. Based on your soul's mm-hmm. purpose. Yeah. Well,
1: they, they really do have the big picture, so they'll, mm-hmm. they'll know what you need.
0: Thank you so much for calling yeah, in. Yeah, thank you. Thank we, we, you. Bye-bye. Good Bye-bye. job, Hunting. So why don't we go ahead and continue on the phones, Eric?
2: All right. Fantastic. Let's talk to Greg calling from Redmond.
0: Hi, Greg. How are you? Hello
2: should be Greg, unless we've got uh, some names mixed up here. I don't know. Greg, are you there? All right. Let's let's uh, let's move on to our next caller, and we'll find out if Greg is still there. Let's talk okay. to Jill calling from Boston. Great. Hi, Jill. Hi there. Hi. Do you have a question? Can you
0: hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. Thank you.
3: Oh, okay. Hi. It's great to talk to you. I've been listening for a while, and I just got the phone number. Um, I love your shows. I love your guests today. Thank you. Um, I I am actually uh, a medium and a practicing um, psychic, and uh, I'm a real estate agent first. I've been a real estate agent for quite a while. And um, I know I have a lot of uh, fears about, um, you know, doing my healing work and getting the word out to more people because I I believe that I'm, you know, they've told me, others have told me I've been a a healer and a medicine woman and, and a medium in past lives. And so I'm just wondering, you know, how to get rid of my fears of opening up to that and and creating abundance with it so that I can do the work.
1: Okay. Well, I think one of the things is um, when you're putting yourself out there, out into the world, one of the most common fears um, is the the phobia, it's a death-related fear of of judgment. You know, what are people going to think? What are are people going to say? And uh, also... Having been judged and perhaps executed executed in a previous lifetime, maybe judged very harshly for being um, a healer or psychic or something like that in a previous lifetime. Uh, there's there's going to be some resistance on the part of your soul. There's going to be, as long as there's fear there. So I I would uh, work with your spirit guides on that basis. Like keep looking into the past. Keep keep looking at past lives until you can find. Hello? Yes, well, can, can you
0: hear us okay? Right now, yep. Okay,
1: great. Yeah, keep, uh, keep exploring past lives. Your spirit guides, if you go into meditation, you should find this very, very easy, mm-hmm. being a medium. Go, go into a meditation, ask your guides to take you into a past life, a significant past life, and uh, look for really what happened to you. And then you'll notice some shifts just just knowing, simply knowing what happened. Um, But there are exercises in the book that you might find useful as well.
0: Yeah, you know, Jill, um, actually, Ensley and I were just talking about this before we went on air, because when I was reading his book, I had this memory of before I started to do energy work professionally, my guides took me through my past lives where I felt persecuted, where I was scared to death, where I felt like an outsider doing this kind of weird work, even though it was in different time periods. And I had to grieve over that and tell my body what year it is now, you know, and that that mm. time was over with. So c- clearly, this okay. will be very helpful for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a wonderful, wonderful day in Boston. Thank you. Thank Alrighty. you so much. Goodbye. Bye bye.
2: All right. Now we're going to talk to Jeanette calling from Everett.
4: Hi, Jeanette. Hello. Can How, you hear me? We can. Okay, because I'm moving and I'm trying to find a place to pull over.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we would love for you to pull over.
4: Okay. To <laughs> Do, keep you right
0: safe. Now. Yeah. So did you have a question?
4: Well, I we, you were talking about the past lives and the fear. I had another question first, but this one seems to have popped up, so I think it's the one that's more important. And um, I have been through regressions and therapy and Everything you can possibly imagine to get over this fear, and I'm I'm told it's from being thrown into a viper pit in an Egyptian past life. But mm. it has not. I haven't can't seem to get past that fear. I can't even piss, pick up the S encyclopedia. I yeah. can barely say the word, and it's it's just, it's debilitating because I'm an, a really outdoor person.
1: Okay, the the and the, I'll
4: throw the, up the the, <laughs>
1: and the word, the word is snake. Everybody,
4: yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and right now I. See to get gaggy in my throat when you, <laughs> you say that.
1: Oh, okay. we're sorry. Well, it sounds like we've got a couple of things going on here, because uh, fear of snakes is actually a—it's a, considered to be a visceral fear, um, one that's um, not, n- not necessarily based on a past life, but one that we all have to some degree or another, um, because it, it's part of the collective consciousness there's certain things that we fear like um skin being punctured it's why people would have a fear of hypodermics and and so uh-huh. on and snakes for the same reason spiders for the same reason um but it really goes back through the collective consciousness for millennia oh and now if you've had some some experience of you know being thrown into a a nest of vipers or something Yikes. that i think w- would be a huge huge trigger for a fear like uh, like that, and a cause. I mean, of of it's certainly a past life cause as well. So I think you've got two things going on there. One one is part of this to do with the collective consciousness, and then the other being the past life. Um, so you didn't find that regressions helped you at all? No. Okay. I mean, it,
4: I, I also work with angels, and I get nothing from them. I, my spirit guides have given me no guidance.
1: Oh, really? Okay.
4: I feel like I have exhausted everything, and that's why I was I was like, oh my god, maybe he can help me.
0: <laughs> well, and Ensign, don't you think that it's our guides? It's not that they're not giving us guidance; it's just we can't hear it. And I yeah. think sometimes
1: there's so much resistance when you have yeah. fear like that when it's so big. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would, um, I would certainly encourage you to keep talking to your spirit guides about it. Get some, get some dialogue going about it. Okay. Don't, don't be afraid to name, name the name of the fear. Okay. Ah. The more you kind of expose it to light. The better, and and getting some dialogue, asking them to give you a stronger sense of what happened, asking them to to help you overcome, to help you heal from from the fear. So, I'd be, if if I had this going on, I'd be asking my guides for healing all the time, specifically okay. saying, "Please help me heal from this fear of snakes."
0: And get comfortable with the S word.
4: Yeah. <laughs> use, yes,
1: use it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Because part of the part of the problem with I'll give you something else that will really help because part of the problem with fears is that we tend to suppress them. You know, we we hope they'll they'll go yeah. away if we ignore them. And there's this technique that I give in the book, um, which is about actually exposing the fear. It's about drawing it out and slapping it silly and making sure that it has no place to breathe. Um, and it is kind of con- it's a confrontational technique, but um, you might find that useful. I'll give it to you just now, and it's it's simply to use. Fear of fear of snakes you've identified it the technique's actually called identify and annihilate, so you've identified it as a fear of snakes. you then annihilate it by staring in the mirror and mm. and you know like those professional wrestlers who try to intimidate their opponents by you know sort of trash talking them and threatening them well, you do uh-huh. the same you do the same with the fear you you tell it that you you know you are going to get it there's no place for it um use strong emotive words you know don't don't be afraid to. Um, get all kind of you know, heated up about it and, and don't worry if you just find it ridiculous and laugh, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter okay. you might find it just ridiculous but um, I've had so many people who've, who've overcome fears using this technique it's very very effective, it's very simple you do it a couple of times a day, probably for not more than about a minute each time and just keep doing it until you notice a, a difference
4: You look in the mirror Is that You look you in said? the mirror, you
1: stare, stare in your eyes and you draw out the fear, you say okay your snakes! I am going to get you. I'm just like you know. Okay.
0: I think you did a great job listening to your guides today, because you called yeah. in and you yeah. you got an exercise that you and you know more about what this phobia is for you in terms of the collective yeah. consciousness. So you don't have to just focus it on a particular past life. Uh-huh. And so you did a great job listening to your guides. Thank
1: you. Uh, and one other thing, I think it it'd be useful to have that. S page in the encyclopedia. Um, have that around so you can test the fear, see how you're doing. You know, like oh. a- a- No, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> After. <laughs> Trust me, I'm a psychic. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe in a maybe in a while, but I've that's done. what I mean. No, no, I don't. Uh, not right away. No, but it's so that a couple of weeks down the line, you can you can <laughs> test the fear. You can see how you're doing. Maybe yeah. you get, maybe you get within two feet of it, and um, you know, first time, and maybe mm-hmm. you're, you're able to touch the book the second. You know, so.
4: Yeah, I have Stephen Farmer's um, deck of power animal cards and I had to have someone take that one out. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: well, we wish you complete healing yes. in, on this phobia of yours and that you. your soul will feel lighter and that you'll be able to align more with who you are. Well, thank Ver-
4: you so
1: much. Very good luck with that.
0: All thank right. you. Bye-bye, Jeanette. bye so, what is your favorite story in the book? If you had to pick one, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Since oh my god, <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, it totally put me on the spot. Well, it, it, I think we've we talked about a couple of them. There's one I'd like to uh, uh, to talk about, uh, and that was somebody who was a a court entertainer hmm, in, right. in, of the the dauphin the, 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 the boy king or something in, uh, in France I'm not sure exactly what, uh, what period exactly this, this was but so there was a young man, it was just a woman in this life uh, who was an entertainer and she fell f- foul of this um, kind of Machiavellian woman that was there, he, it was like really his first love affair and she was just kind of using him and, um, and eventually betrayed him and this has to do with the past life Fear of betrayal mm. um, it actually has to do with other fears as well um but but betrayal's certainly very very big from that one and uh this is a very common fear by the way for people who um have been cheated upon right. that's a, that's usually the major trigger for that mm-hmm. people who might have thought they wouldn't even bother you know it wouldn't it wouldn't matter so much mm-hmm. and uh, it can it can really be huge um well, she ended up, to cut the long story very short, uh, she she ended up, or he ended up in that life uh, being tortured. And one of the unfortunate things was that being a musician, he had his hands mutilated. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, I do get to come across a lot of torture I know. and horrible the Pictures stuff are not pretty, are is, they? It, they are yeah. not at all. No, a, there's a few times where I've just wanted to stop doing what I do, you know, for, for that reason. Yeah. You know, not not for very long, you know, 10 minutes at a time, but... <laughs>
0: It can a moment. Be
1: really, it's shocking what yeah, we humans can shocking. do to each other. And
0: the, I kind of don't I don't mean to interrupt your story, but I kinda mm. think like we've we've gotten better. I mean I know regions of the world are yeah. and, and we have crime everywhere. But when I look at some of these the ways we treated each other historically, yeah. I like to think that we've improved.
1: Well we have, but we've still got a long way to go. Right. I mean the fact that torture exists right. at all, you know. Very sad. Or that it's sanctioned at the highest levels even. It's just terrible. Right. But uh it's certainly a sign that we 're not there yet right we 're not you know, we 're heading for stage four, but we 're not quite there we 're not
0: there yet right
1: so um when I asked uh, this woman afterwards, she mm-hmm. said uh, uh you know anything with your hands and she said that uh she she would write like a child like she had um really no small motor skills at all, so it was still a physical resonance from from that past life um I got an email from her. Probably about three, four, or five months later, saying that all of a sudden, she had just been she she was just trying to write one day and it just came out completely different. Her handwriting had changed completely. She she said it wasn't fully adult yet. It looked like a an adolescent girl's, but it was much more rounded and uh, well, it just looked like somebody else's writing. Wow. In fact, she she described how before, she she would um write so hard. She said it was like Braille. You could turn the paper over and read it um, wow, <laughs> with your fingers. Um, so it's just, you know, yet another example of how you, you get validation that something big is happening. So she's overcoming the fear and the physical resonances are being cleared up as well. So you often find this with, um, you know, a, an unexplained physical ailment. And it's just like, you know, I'll ask somebody, you know, between one session and the next, you know, how's this uh, such and such, and they go, "Oh, I hadn't thought about it, but you know, because it's had, gone, I haven't had any pain in my <sighs> knee or whatever it was." It's
0: so fantastic. That's mm. a, a really great story. You also um, told me that there's a website. Yes, 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 where 35 of the people who are in the stories in the book. But yeah,
1: there's about 40 store 40 client stories that I use in the book. I think I've got at least 35 people signed up for a forum. Wow. where readers of the book can go and talk to the people who are actually in in the book. Wow. And ask them and discuss their stories. Um it's called pastlifetalk.com. Wow. It's about 2 ways two weeks away from being launched. So it just it'll be launched uh, sometime in the middle of the the month. Uh, and it, it it'll be um very healing I think for people to who who read the book and recognize and say gosh, you know I I have that fear. That there's somebody you can go and talk to about it.
0: It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah someone who actually got better from it, you know, were yeah, able to yeah. resolve it so they can certainly have empathy towards you. Right. Um and maybe give you some key ideas exactly. perhaps. But oh great. Well, everyone great. in the book
1: has had a had a fear and has been able to Move beyond it. it. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's just fantastic. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, what, what else you got going on? You've got, you know, the, the new book out. You've got this really great website. Could you say the name of the website again where people can yes. go and dialogue?
1: Pastlifetalk.com.
0: Wonderful. And that's already up and going?
1: It's not up and going just yet. That's the okay. one I say it'll be t- about two weeks and then it'll Couple be weeks. fully functioning. And yeah. people
0: can follow you on Facebook.
1: I'm on Facebook now. Yeah, that's my. Uh, my Venture into the 21st century. Do you like it? Yes, I'm loving Good. it. I You know, I resisted it for so long. I was saying, you know, I'm too busy and uh, I haven't got time for all that. But, right, yep, right. Um, I'm loving being able to get in touch with people. So Facebook. Um,
0: and your website address is?
1: Soul-world.com.
0: Soul-world.com. Wonderful. And you just you were in Africa last fall. You went on a wonderful trip. Yeah, there's trip.
1: Soul Safari and there's another Soul Safari coming up. Soul mm-hmm. Safari Transformation. So um if you're interested in a trip to to Africa. So
0: there's more coming is, up. Fantastic. There's another one coming up, yeah. Oh that's absolutely wonderful. Well I've certainly been enjoying our talk today. Just been a pleasure It's uh,
1: been my pleasure too.
0: Oh thank you. And all the stories in the book have just been fantastic. I know that many, many people will have resonance with it and I'm convinced that many people will have resolution. To their problems, and you'll get to see all the things that you work so hard for to see people transform their lives and get happier, freer, healthier, love more. You know, I'm I'm really excited for it, and thank you so much for taking the time to write it. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So, thank you again for coming on the show, and I will be back next week. just me on my own, uh, no guests at that point. But then the following week, I will be interviewing Lisa Oz. She wrote a book called "Us," and yes, that is Dr. Oz's wife. She will actually be in Seattle giving a talk at Bastyr University on June second. So, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Ainsley. Joyful blessings. Bye, bye.